What is up? I hope not pain, because the truth is, if you're tuning into this episode, it probably means that you have struggled with knee pain before. And the National Institute of Health says that at least 25% of adults do struggle with knee pain, so it is really common. I am your friend in this arena if you have knee pain. I had ACL surgery and meniscus surgery in 2007, and pretty much my whole life, even as a kid, I have struggled with knee pain because I had Osgood Schlatter's. I don't know how to say it exactly perfectly. I even got on Google and was like, okay, I'm going to look this up. And I listened to like 10 different pronouncements of it, and I was like, "Mm, okay, whatever. I'm just going (laughs) to... just going to say it how I want. But the point is, I feel your pain literally when it comes to the knee. So that's what we're going to talk about today because I hate feeling trapped and I hate when I'm in the middle of a workout and the knee pain comes in and I'm like, okay, what am I doing wrong? How am I going to work around this? And through the years, I have learned what is effective for me? What isn't effective for me? In college, I tore my ACL and my meniscus playing lacrosse. We were I was playing at BYU and we were playing in Colorado a game and I tore it. And so I've just dealt with this issue for a long time. But I can honestly say I have really mastered it and improved it and I don't struggle with it as much. So today I'm actually going to give you my best tips on finding if maybe your knee pain, obviously it could be from an injury like mine, but maybe it's from a posture issue. Maybe it's from something you're doing, how to improve it, and a few other quick tips to hopefully improve your ability to exercise pain-free And when you are exercising pain-free, chances are your form looks better. And if your form looks better, chances are the exercise is looking better and working better, which means you're building more muscle, you're improving your metabolism. We don't even need to go down that road. You know how I feel about it. But wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Things are on the up and up. So working out and not having pain is important for our longevity, for our health, for our muscle, for our metabolism, for so many things. So that's what we're going to talk about today. How do we address it? What can we be aware of? And what can we do about it? And as always, if this episode is helpful, do not forget to share it on your social media or with friends or family or however you see fit. It does help the podcast grow. And don't forget to subscribe and write a review. The reviews do always help the podcast. And today's review is from Aurelia1223. I hope I didn't butcher your name, but I think it's Aurelia. It says, no other podcast like it. Although there are tons of fitness podcasts out there, there is no one like Andrea. She's like the Goldilocks of fitness podcasts. (laughs) She just gets it right. She's funny without trying, relatable, detailed but not confusing or overbearing, educated, curious, humble, and unique. She has such great content and impeccable delivery of the information because it's so easy to understand and we can tell she truly cares. Keep it up. We love you. I truly love you guys in reverse. And I say it every week. I do care. I really, really care that things are broken down in a simple way because I hate when I come across a health topic and someone tries to explain it to me and I'm like, no, no, now in English, now in third grade English. Okay, now in kindergarten English. I'm not understanding what you're saying. (laughs) So I do my very best to explain that and your reviews do help push the podcast along and are going to allow me to record more and more. So thank you for the review and anyone who writes a review in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, let's get into it. Knee pain broken down, how we're going to beat that bad boy and make that knee pain decrease. 
My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed. So I have made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here and I hope you stay a while. Okay, before we get started, I was about to record and I take this giant drink of my drink and I look in the cup and I'm like, there's something at the bottom of my cup. No, it's my imagination. And I'm like, no, no, there's something at the bottom of my cup. So I take another big gulp and I'm like, oh yeah, there's definitely something at the bottom of the cup. I'm clearly a mother. I clearly have little kids. Let's see what is at the bottom of my cup. And then, you know, as a mom, you're like, heart rate starts to rise and you're like, oh my gosh, there's going to be something nasty at the bottom with like all my luck. It's like bookers or something gross. But Luckily for me, it was just two butterscotch chips. And I thought, well, maybe it'll make my water a little butterscotchy. (laughs) So that's my just little funny moment trying to record the podcast today. Yeah, sometimes you have things in your water. And you know what? As a mom, you're like, oh, well, I'm just going to keep drinking the water. I don't even care that there's two butterscotch chips at the bottom. And with knee pain, sometimes we've got to figure out a way to be like, yeah, We need to move on. This can't just ruin my whole life. I can't just say I'm not going to exercise. I need to figure out how to fix it and move on and work through it and be effective. Now, first, let me say, if you're having pain, 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 that is bad. You do want to stop what you're doing, but we do want to figure out where the pain is coming from. And seeing a physical therapist is going to be helpful or seeing a doctor. Now, again, the information I'm sharing today is from my personal experience because I have had knee issues pretty much my whole life, even from when I was a kid. So I am giving my experience. I do plan on having a killer physical therapist on the show in probably a couple weeks, and we are going to break down so many issues. So I am going to get there. But if you were like, no, even the tips you gave today are not helping me, I'm not noticing anything, go see a doctor, go see a PT. It is worth it because they went to school for a long time for a reason and they can help you. All right. So you're probably thinking, you know, we talked about how common knee pain is, but why is it so common? Because the truth is, the knee is basically connected to most movements that involve any other joint because they're all connected in that lower half. So for example, walking, squatting, running, any movement where there can be knee pain, there are other movements involved, other joints like your hips and your ankles, and they all work together. So when they're not all working together fluidly or one of them is acting up, it kind of makes all of them act up, which is a problem. So the first thing before we get into it, I want you to think about, and I know this might sound different, but I mean it. I actually suggest all my clients do this, is I want you to film yourself. Here's the deal. Sometimes clients will come to me and say, I'm having knee pain when I'm doing, you know, different exercises. And the first thing I'll say is, okay, I need you to set up a camera and I need you to film yourself. Because often we are so unaware of our body alignment and what we're doing. And visually, if we saw ourselves, we'd be like, oh, that doesn't look right. And we'd realize something is off. But we just go through the motions and we try to do what we see instead of actually looking, are we actually doing what we are trying to do. So when I used to teach classes, I used to teach fitness classes. I started teaching fitness classes when I was 19 and I taught through when I had Easton and then it was just too crazy. So I stopped teaching, but I would be on stage and there'd be a room full of, you know, 30 to 50 people. 
and we'd be in a strength class, for example, or even just a kickboxing class, but we'd be warming up and we'd be having squats in the movement. And I would be cueing them about keeping a flat back, shifting your glutes back, keeping your weight in your heels, some things. And I'd say, the reason there's mirrors all over the gym is so you can look at your form. It's not so like people can flex and take selfies and put them on Instagram, even though we all think that's what it's for. They're not. They are for you to look at your form and be like, okay, I'm doing this correctly. It's not truly a vain thing, even though it's technically kind of turned into one, but that's not the purpose. So I would tell them, look at yourself in the mirror. Is your back flat? Are you sitting back in the movement? And I could tell that they'd be looking at me, not at themselves, and they'd be like, yeah, yeah. And I'd be looking at them like, oh, no, no, (laughs) you're not doing it right. And luckily, if I knew people, I could be like, Susie, you're not doing the movement right. Push through your heels. And I could, you know, call her out. She came to class regularly. She was cool. But then other times I couldn't because you don't want to embarrass people when you're on the stage. So I would try to talk to them afterwards. Hey, this is what you're doing. And it made me realize how unaware of our body alignment we are. So number one, I am going to encourage you, if you are having pain, film yourself and see what's going on. Is your glutes tucking underneath? Are your knees shooting forward? Is your upper back bending forward? Those are all poor form situations in different exercises, typically in squats, which cause pain, lower body things like lunges and stuff. So filming is important. Second, as some of the things that I'm going to give you today, filming is going to be important in catching those, not only filming, but the next thing I want you to focus on is what you feel. So I want you to film and I want you to feel where you are doing things and where movements are coming from. As I mentioned, we are just going through the motion. So those are the two number one things I want you to do if you have any sort of pain, especially knee pain, is film and feel what is happening. Okay, so let's get into my first tip. So the first mistake that I have found others doing wrong, and I can openly admit that I did wrong in my early years in fitness, is not pushing through my heel during leg movements or most movements that involved anything that was lower body. In fact, I would be pushing through my toe. Now, here is where you film and feel. So you'd film and see, is your knee shooting forward? Chances are, if your knee is shooting forward over your toe, your momentum is in your toe. So as you go to stand up from that movement, let's imagine a lunge. So you're lunging, your knee's totally shooting forward. As you go to stand up from that, the only way to get your knee to go back is to push more likely you're going to push, I should say, through your toe, which is going to fire your knee and your backside is totally turned off. Second, if you are doing that, I want you to pay attention. What am I feeling? Where am I pushing to stand up from the bottom of the movement? From a lunge, squat, split squat, deadlift, whatever it is, where am I pushing? You should be pushing through your heel. If not, the weight is not distributed correctly. And I want you to put down your weights and practice just pushing through the heel in that simple movement. And as you push through the heel, you're going to fire your glutes. So I'm referring to lower body movements, which often cause a knee pain right now. So we're talking about split squats, side squats, lunges, RDLs, deadlifts, even stiff legs, regular reverse lunges, forward lunges, side lunges, anything where you're moving using your lower body and you're lowering your lower body and then you're standing. So anytime you're going from the lower position, like imagine a squat from the bottom of the squat, 
you're going to stand and you're going to push through your heel to force you to stand. If you push through your heel, you are more likely to fire your hamstrings and your glutes, which is going to distribute the weight in the right part of your body, in the backside, which is going to allow you to power up better, have less knee pain, and actually work the correct muscles and lift more weights. So that's really, really important. You can't just go through the motions. As I mentioned, in my earlier years, I made the mistake of pushing through my toes. I would be on a squat rack. I would be in a leg press, all those things. And I naturally am quad dominant, as I've mentioned before. And I would push through my toes and make the front of my legs do the work, but it created knee pain. So number one, I want you to feel, are you pushing through your heel from the bottom of the movement to stand, no matter what the leg movement is, lower body, anything? Or are you pushing through your toe? Correct that. Pay attention to that with every single rep. Where am I pushing? What is firing? My next tip to improve possible knee pain is to be aware of your ankle and hip mobility. So as I mentioned, the ankle, the knee, and the hip are all in line. They're like a kinetic chain. They're all connected. So when one of them is off, it's going to cause problems. And the truth is, it's like a tug of war between the hip and the ankle, and the knee is stuck in the middle. So if the ankle has problems, the knee has problems. If the hip has problems, the knee's probably going to have problems because it's this constant tug of war between your upper body and your lower body, and your knee is just... (laughs) Your knee is like going to fall in the little pit of water in your tug of war with your rope and it is so hard on it. So we want to talk about the mobility of the ankle and the hip because those two things are affecting your knee pain. So first let's talk about the ankle. This is something on me that I have noticed is tight and so it's something that I work on. So when your ankle is tight and you go into a lower body movement for someone who's like I struggle with squats or lunges, I get knee pain. When the ankle is tight, what's happening is there is not enough mobility. So imagine a rubber band, and if it's super, super tight, and you're trying to squat and the ankle is tight, it's not allowing you to sit your glutes back, keeping a flat back, to get into a correct squat position. So a couple things happen. Either your glutes start to tuck underneath, which they have nicknamed it the butt wink, or you start to fold forward because you're trying to get lower, but your mobility is not allowing you to get lower. So in your mind, you're like, I got to get lower. So your upper body starts to fold forward, which means your knees start to push forward. And then the weight shifts from your heels to your toes. And you might not even realize it. And then you're going to try to power up in your squat. And then you're like, oh, my knees hurt. And that's why, because there's actually an ankle mobility issue, which is hindering your ability to get into the squat correctly. So you have to work on that mobility of your ankles. And I'm going to give you two simple ways to work on the mobility. So your calves have two different muscles in it. There's two calf muscles. There is the gastrocnemius and the soleus. And one is kind of like the upper calf and one is the lower calf. And both of them, they do work as a team, but you do want to work on stretching both of them because they do both matter. And the stretches are super easy. So you can either get a half foam roller. That's one where it's like cut in half and short. Or you can even get a a dumbbell. Like if you're like, I don't have a foam roller. No big deal. I got your back. You're going to get a dumbbell. And you're going to put it on the ground. And you're going to put the top of your foot, kind of where your shoes are, like the ball of your foot, on the dumbbell, like on the handle. So the dumbbell's on the side and there's like the handle and your foot's going on that. So you're 
the ball of your foot is elevated and your heel is on the ground. And you're going to keep a straight leg and you're going to lean into that stretch. That's really going to get the top half of your calf. And a lot of times people will be like, oh, I have tight calves, weak ankles. Let me do the stretch. That's perfect, but that's only the top half. So you want to lean into that. You want to do that easily for 30 seconds at a minimum. I would even do it for like a minute. I do this mobility with my ankles every single time I do a leg day because I do have tight ankles. And so that's really important for me to make sure they're nice and loose. So I do this first one where I'm standing straight, leaning into it. And then I do the exact same motion, but this time I want to work the bottom part of the calf, like closer to the ankle, because that's a part that's really restricted. If you're having some mobility issues, that's really going to affect your ability to get into a lunge or squat and get lower and going to cause knee pain, is you're going to do the same motion, put the top of your foot on the dumbbell or on, you know, the half foam roller, except this time you're going to bend your knee and kind of sit into it like a half squat. And I will add a video. Yep. That's what I'm going to do. I have a reel where I showed both of these movements, and I will put that in the show notes. So if you're like, Andrea, you are losing me. I am a visual learner, and you are using all words. I got your back. I will add a link in the show notes showing both of these moves. You're going to kind of sit down, bend your knee, and squat into one side and lean into it. And that's going to work the lower half. So that video will be in the show notes. And so then you're stretching the top of the calves and the bottom of the calves. And that's really going to help. And you want to do that consistently. That is going to help your calf mobility. Now, if you are someone who is big into heavy lifting, because I'm working on my calves, working on my calves, I want to say a modification. I wouldn't try to do this forever, but you can also buy lifters. They're shoes for people who do have tight calves and therefore squats or deadlifts. So I actually do own a pair because I'm working on my calf mobility, but I care that my form is correct and I care that I don't cause more issues or more pain. So it basically has like a little lift in the heel, which gives you a little bit more leverage so that you can sit back into it without having tightness in the calves in that lower ankle. But again, that is, I don't want to say it's temporary, but it's not a perfect fix. The best fix is to actually just work on the stretching, which again, as I said, I have both. I work on the stretching and I have the shoes. It depends on the day and it's something I always work on. And I'm okay with that because I would rather keep good form than cause more issues. So those are a couple options for your calves. I really like them. I've even seen people put a rubber band around both their ankles and practice squatting, but the band is connected just above their ankles and then the other band is looped around like a pole, which kind of forces their ankles to like fight the band and also can work the backside of that ankle. So those are two really simple ways to work on the flexibility of your calves. Um, Another really great one is downward dog. But that's going to be similar to the one where you're standing, working the top part. But again, you just really want to try to loosen up that muscle before you go into movements like squats and lunges where you need some of that ankle mobility. All right, so let's talk about the top half of the tug-of-war pole. We did the ankle. Now let's go to the hip. Just like anything else, your hips are often out of line. They're uneven. In fact, my hips generally sometimes get out of line and I will go to a PT and get them fixed. When I'm pregnant, they almost always go out of line in the second trimester and then somehow they pop back in. I don't know. Call it crazy. I don't really know, but it it for some reason happens to me. So that does happen and all, often they can be 
off-shifted like up or down or right or left, which again, remember, that's the, that part of the body is connecting down into the knee, which can cause knee pain. So it's a chain reaction and it pulls on the knee awkwardly if the hips are having issues. So a couple things to work on your hips and your hip strength and your hip mobility is often with the hips, they're just super tight and they are constricted. And just like when something is constricted, like that rubber band, there's no give, which means it's pulling on the other ligaments and tissues and muscles, and then everything feels out of whack. So the first thing you can do, which is a super easy one and something that I also do regularly is... I have a smaller ball. Now, you can do this with a larger ball, but a larger ball is going to create a little less pressure and be a little softer. I almost like to feel like I'm trying to murder myself (laughs) when I'm working on, like, trying to loosen muscles. So I will use, like, a lacrosse ball or a softball. I mean, that's a little bigger. Um, Something like that. You can even get online on Amazon and look up like foam rolling balls and stuff. And they're these firm little balls. And you can even use a foam roller, but that would fall under the category of like a bigger ball because it's like a more rounded foam roll. It's not technically a ball, but it would be a little less pressure. So I typically go with the smaller one just because it creates more pressure. So you're going to get on your side. So you're laterally laying on the hip on your hip, like so you're fully on your side, almost like you were going to go into a side plank, if that makes sense, how you're laying on your side. And you're going to take that small ball and you're going to put it on your hip just above your hip socket. And you're going to lay directly on that ball and slowly kind of roll it around, adjust based on the pressure that you want to use, and just slightly roll forward and back and side to side directly over that ball to create the pressure that works for you. I would take your time and do this slow. I have a really hard time doing things slow because I am like a go, go, go person. So I set a timer. (laughs) I have to set a timer on my phone and be like, I'm going to foam roll for three minutes. Because if I mentally try to foam roll for three minutes, like 13 seconds later, I'm like, okay, I'm done. I foam rolled for five minutes. So set a timer. Take your time, really get the pressure you want on that hip and roll back and forth and up and down and really loosen up that hip muscle. Because if that hip is tight, it's going to kink your hips, it's going to kink your knee, and you're going to have knee pain and your hips aren't going to feel good. And there are so many little ligaments and attachments and so many things that go into the hip that if that's having issues, it's going to trigger so much more than just your knee that you want that nice and loose. So that's going to really help loosen up the hip muscle. If the hip muscle is weak and it's kind of not doing its job, which is causing some hip issues and then causing knee issues, you're going to want to strengthen that. And a really easy way to start strengthening your hips without causing any knee pain is to lay on your side, kind of like at the edge of an exercise bench or a bed or something where you can kind of have a body part hang off. And you're going to take your lower leg and you're going to bend it underneath. So that's on the bench or the bed. And your top leg is straight, hanging off the bench. And then you're going to turn your toe just slightly inward with a straight leg and slowly push your leg up, hold for a couple counts and down, up for a couple counts and down. That's going to work the outside of your hip. If you're having a weak hip, which is causing some instability there and then causing knee pain. So you have a stretch for the hip if it's tight, a strengthening one. And for the calves, I should say ankles more because that's an issue. We're doing just stretches. So hopefully those few things might be able to help you with your knee pain and that that might actually not be starting in the knee. If there's not an injury, it could be starting with the tug of war from the ankle and the hip. 
Okay, one last thing to think about before I go into some exercises that don't involve any hip flexion is your posture with your feet. So oftentimes we are unaware that the way we are standing, our feet placement is actually causing us knee pain. So imagine if you are a flat foot person and you are standing, walking, squatting, doing all these things and your feet are totally flat, how that is going to affect your knee. It's going to kind of shift the insides of your legs in, which is going to put pressure on your knee and can very easily cause knee pain. So if you are someone who is flat-footed, who stands bow-legged, whose feet stand out, you know, like they're pigeoned out, be aware of how your feet are and figure out how to try to adjust that because that can be hurting your knees as well. If you're flat-footed, the easiest thing you can do is to get some really good shoes. Make sure you wear good shoes when you go to the gym. Don't wear those old tennis shoes you've had for five years. There is no arch support in there and you are just hurting yourself. Get a good pair of shoes, research a good pair of shoes, or put an insole in, which is also going to help. Like you can get those Dr. Scholl <laughs> inserts or like anything like that's going to allow more of an arch. That's going to be helpful. But really paying attention to your foot placement when you're doing activities. Are your toes turned in? Are your toes turned out? Are your feet flat? Are your knees starting to bow in because maybe the insides of your thighs are weak? So the knees are bowing in. All of those things are going to cause knee pain. So again, this is where we go back to film yourself. What are your feet doing? What are your knees doing? What are your hips doing? Film yourself. Film it from every angle. Just in your house, set it up in the corner and film yourself and then feel. What what am I feeling? Where am I feeling this exercise? Am I feeling this exercise in the right place? Like if I'm doing a squat, am I feeling it in my knees and quads? Because that actually means I'm not doing it correctly. I need to be feeling it in the backside of my legs first because I'm pushing through my heels. So that's where we go back to film and feel as it relates to posture and foot placement and the you know placement of your knees and such. Okay, lastly, I'm going to talk about some exercises that just have no knee flexion. So the truth is sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with any of the things I've talked about. Sometimes your feet placement are, is good. Sometimes it's not an issue of where you're putting your weight. It's not an issue of your hips or ankles or anything. Sometimes you have an injury or sometimes you are still in the process of figuring out why you are having knee pain. While I want you to pay attention to the hips and ankles and maybe see a PT, in the process, you might feel discouraged like, well, I, I literally can't do any lower body exercises and it just hurts. Squats hurt, walking hurts, lunges hurt, running hurts, everything. It just hurts. And I have been there after my knee surgery. Exercise has always been a way for me to feel good and feel powerful and feel in control of my body. And after my knee surgery, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. And it was really hard on me physically and mentally because I enjoyed it so much. And so I have probably spent, I mentioned I got my knee surgery in 2007. I have probably since then an extended amount of time finding exercises that I could do on days where my knees said, no, thank you, Andrea, we are not doing that. And if you have knee pain, you know, sometimes you sometimes they do that. And so for me, I have found a handful of exercises. I make sure to do no squat lower body 
videos on Instagram. My Instagram handle is deliciously fit, the letter N healthy. I make sure to put those up sporadically just because I know what it's like to be in those shoes where you're like, every workout I see involves movements that cause me pain. And so I try to share those on a regular basis. And so I'm going to give you some exercises and ideas for movements that cause no knee flexion, are minimal weight bearing, or they're shifting, they're forcing you to shift the weight into the correct place without you having to think about it. They have straight leg movements, or they're just a little bit easier on the knee as in like the movement. I will also make sure in the show notes to link videos showing every single one of these movements because I don't want you to feel like she is saying a move I've never heard of before or I don't know how to do correctly because I care you do things correctly. So I will link probably four or five videos of workout moves that are going to work your lower body that not one of them includes a squat or lunge, but they're still going to help you strengthen those muscles. If you're in a situation where A, you're recovering from an injury or you're in the process of figuring out what is causing this pain, I don't want to make it worse. So a couple simple ones are reverse hyperextensions abductor movements. I think it's really effective to get a band and put it around your knees and do band walks side to side, band walks back, band walks forward. That's going to strengthen the hips and legs. Hip thrusts. I really like hip thrusts because I went through a phase where I could do basically no squats or deadlifts at all. And a hip thrust was a way that I could work my glutes without putting pressure on my knees because of the movement. You have a dumbbell or a band or a barbell on your hips and your back's on a bench and you're hip thrusting your hip up into a bridge. And again, I will link pictures of every single one of these, not pictures, videos, so you can see. So hip thrusts are a really great one. Glute kickbacks, bridges, so like a glute bridge, a wall bridge an elevated bridge, those all work the backside in a different way, but still the pressure, the weight bearing is not on the knee and it's easily in the heel, which forces it into your hamstrings and your glutes. Butterfly bridges, that's where you kind of attach your heels and your knees drop out to the sides. If you're at a gym, a hamstring curl is a great way to work the back of your legs without putting pressure on your knee. And laying down leg extensions with a band. That's going to be a little bit different. You're going to use a long band Wrap it around your back, straighten your legs, put it around your feet, and bending your knees that way or coming in and out to work the inner thighs and even the front of the thighs without putting pressure on the knee. It's like nine moves, and none of them have, like, your. none of them are weight-bearing on the knee, flexion of the knee, or causing issues on the knee that are going to still help you feel like, I can work my lower half, I can work my backside, I can work my hamstrings and glutes and feel good without having to do movements that are hurting you. And all those examples will be in the show notes. Lastly, one more thing to think about is if you are easing out of the injury or you're starting to feel like it's getting better, a really great way to ease into a squat correctly, making sure that you're doing it right, is to start with a sit-down squat where there's a bench behind you and you are actually sitting down onto the bench in the squat. So you're doing the same motion of a squat, but you're actually sitting down on the bench behind you. This allows for a couple things. A, you can pause on the bench. And you can think, okay, I'm going to stand up, pushing through my heels and firing my glutes and keeping my back flat, which is going to help you. And it's a little less pressure on the ankles because you're, when you sit down, you're taking the work off the ankles or off the hips because you're seated now, but it's still going to help ease you back into a traditional squat. So that's another really great variation. If you're like, no, I can still kind of do squats, just not as effectively, you might want to try sit down squats. And also kneeling squats. This is where you would be possibly 
kneeling if you're able to kneel and it doesn't cause you knee pain. I normally will sit on a pad and I will go from the kneeling position to upright and I just use a pad under my knees. That one is a little bit trickier because if you have Auschwitz slaughters, like I mentioned, I know I developed that as a kid. If you're wondering what that is, it basically means you grew really fast and you were running, jumping, whatever, and there was calcium buildup on your bones. The bones tried to basically repair and protect themselves as you grew because they weren't growing fast enough, the bones. So there was like a calcium buildup. So there's like a bump in front of the knee. If you've seen mine, in fact, I remember one time I pointed out and people were like, oh my gosh, you have an extra knee. You have literally an extra knee. And I was like, I know I do. So um, sometimes that can be uncomfortable. So be aware of that. But that's another option from the sit down squats. If the sit down squats don't feel right, you can try those kneeling ones with a big thick pad on your knees, a towel, a pillow, whatever you want. So you're going from fully sitting kneeling to like kneeling upright on your knees if that feels okay for you. But that's another more advanced option that's going to help you work back into squats without doing a full squat. All right. So that is it for today. I hope if you have knee pain that this gave a little spark in your soul that you're not stuck, that this made you realize you do have options. I don't believe there is a one track for fitness. I have had so many injuries myself in my life or I've seen so many that I'm like, we have got to learn to bend and weave and move around the things that are occurring in our lives, whether they're, you know, actual injuries or events or things or business or whatever. We just have to learn to modify and bend and weave and realize like there's no one way. There's lots of ways we can do this and you're not stuck. And I hope that the ideas today, if you are someone with knee pain, please share it with someone else if you know they have knee pain to help them know you can still be strong. You can still feel great. You can still have muscle even if you have issues with knee pain or even doing traditional squats and lunges and deadlifts. There's ways that we can learn to do them more effectively or there are ways that we can work around them. And I hope you learned that today. As always, you are truly doing better than you think you are. I mean it, you are. So until next week, we'll chat later.